The grand doors of the narthex opened wide, and a cold wind eagerly slipped inside, whipping over the neat rows of pews and disturbing the dusty silk and velvet banners that hung from the upper cloisters. The ever-present rain fell in soaking sheets beyond the doors, and a crack of lightning blistered the night sky alongside a peal of thunder. Uriah squinted and pulled his silk chasuble around him to keep the cold from his arthritic bones. A hooded figure was silhouetted in the doorway to the narthex, tall and swathed in a long cloak of scarlet. Uriah could see the orange glow of burning brands carried by a host of shadowy figures who stood behind him in the rain. He squinted at these figures, but his aged eyes could make out no detail beyond firelight glittering on metal. Displaced mercenaries looking for plunder? Or something else entirely? The hooded figure stepped into the church and turned to shut the doors behind him. His movements were unhurried and respectful. The doors closed softly and with care. Welcome to the Church of the Lightning Stone, said Uriah, as the stranger turned towards him. I was about to begin the midnight service. Would you and your friends wish to join me? No, said the man, pulling back his hood to reveal a stern but not unkind face. A remarkably unremarkable face that seemed at odds with his martial bearing. They would not. The man's skin was leathery and tanned from a life spent outdoors, his hair dark and pulled back into a short scalp lock. That is a shame, said Uriah. My midnight service is considered quite popular in these parts. Are you sure they won't come in? I'm sure, repeated the man. They are quite content without. Without what? quipped Uriah, and the man smiled. It is rare to find a man like you with a sense of humour. I have found that most of your kind are doer and leaden-hearted men. My kind? Priests, said the man, almost spitting the word as though its very syllables were a poison to him. Then I fear you have met only the wrong kind, said Uriah. Is there a right kind? Of course, said Uriah. Though given the times we live in, it would be hard for any servant of the divine to be of good cheer. Very true said the man, as he moved slowly down the aisle, running his hands over the timber of each pew as he passed. Uriah walked stiffly from the altar to approach the man, feeling his pulse quicken as he sensed a tangible threat lurking just beneath the newcomer's placid exterior, like a rabid dog on a slowly fraying rope. This was a man of violence, and though Uriah felt no threat from him, he knew there was something dangerous about him. Uriah fixed a smile and extended his hand, saying, I am Uriah Olifair, last priest of the Church of the Lightning Stone. Might I have your name? The man smiled and shook his hand. A moment of sublime recognition threatened to surface within Uriah's mind, but it was gone before he could grasp it. My name is not important, said the man, but if you wish to call me something... You may call me Revelation. Oh, an unusual name for one who professes a dislike of priests. Perhaps, but one that suits my purpose for the time being. And what purpose might that be? asked Uriah. I wish to talk to you, said Revelation. 
I wish to learn what keeps you here when the world is abandoning beliefs in gods and divinity in the face of the advances of science and reason. The man looked up, past the banners to the incredible ceiling of the church, and Uriah felt the unease that crawled over his flesh recede as the man's features softened at the sight of the images painted there. The great fresco of Isandula, said Uriah. A divine work, wouldn't you agree? It is quite magnificent, agreed the man. But divine? I don't think so. Then you have not looked closely enough, answered Uriah, looking up and feeling his heartbeat quicken as it always did when he saw the wondrous fresco completed over a thousand years ago by the legendary Isandula Verona. Open your heart to its beauty, and you will feel the spirit of God move within you. The ceiling was entirely covered in a series of wide panels, each one depicting a different scene, nude figures disporting in a magical garden, an explosion of stars, a battle between a golden knight and a silver dragon, and myriad other scenes of a similarly fantastical nature. Despite the passage of centuries and the fitful lighting, the vibrancy of hues, the fictive architecture, the muscular anatomy of the figures, the dynamic motion, the luminous coloration and the haunting expressions of the subjects were as awe-inspiring as they had been on the day Isandula had set down her brush and allowed herself to die. And the whole world came running when the fresco was revealed, quoted Revelation his gaze lingering on the panel depicting the knight and the dragon, and the sight of it was enough to reduce all who saw it to stunned silence.